Hey y'all, welcome to Glass House by Sequoia Holmes, a podcast where I use my black ass presence to disrupt the typical lifestyle podcast space. Please rate my show and write a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And if you are watching on YouTube, like, comment, subscribe, do all that good stuff too. I'm Sequoia and today I wanted to come to y'all to talk about the body image issues that I dealt with as a little black girl in predominantly white spaces. So let's get into it. Why is this important? Why is this important at all? Why do you care? I know a lot of women deal with body image issues, but the experience as a black woman is so specific because it is steeped in anti-blackness. I often hear women in general discuss the body image issues they had as a child and continue to have as an adult woman. Same likewise, but I less often hear the perspective from black women but it's not an uncommon experience for black women. So I wanted to help remedy that. If this episode of my podcast can help even one woman, then it is well worth it for me to sit here and discuss this. I've had body image issues for as long as I can remember pretty much weight and body size were focal points amongst the women in my family. Scales were mainstays in bathrooms in my household. Self-criticism of one's own body was very much commonplace uh, the way that I grew up with the women in my family. That sent me the message that being unhappy with your own body or unsatisfied with your own body was part of the experience of being a woman. Simple as that is the message that I received. And then once I got into the real world, out of the comfort of my own family, I felt like the disdain that I had picked up for my own body was being validated by folks outside of my family in the real world. And it felt like there were two modes of disdain that I felt in the real world. And that was either the over-sexualization of my body as a little black girl, or the notion that I was too big in comparison to my white girl, you know, counterparts. And I would like to preface this by saying, I am not big. I never have been what anyone would consider big, especially not by today's standards. I was in middle school between 2006 and 2008. So it was a definitely a different time than it is now. This was just before the rise of the Kardashians, which I would say are attributed with the popularization amongst non-black women of a certain body type one that allows you to be a little bit bigger, to have a little bit more fat on your body. So it was pre that, this was just post what is now called heroin chic body types. I would say that's 90s, around the 90s when, when that was very in. So the body standard in the time when I was an adolescent, when I was in middle school or late elementary school was slim. The thickness and all of that was not something that was trendy quite yet, just before that time. So let's talk about the sexualization of black girls' bodies before. And when I say the sexualization, I read that as disdain for my body. The over-sexualization of my little black body felt like a disdain for my body that was coming from the outside, from external folks. The sexualization to me could be read as, you're enticing people, you need to cover up. And this is compared to the notion that I was too big in comparison to my white female counterparts. That notion of being too big could be read as you're disgusting. You need to cover up. So it felt like no matter what I did as a little black girl in my body, 
I was causing somebody else discomfort and needed to cover up. Both of those elicited feelings of shame and guilt within myself that just by existing, I was shameful, I was unworthy, I was guilty of doing something that was causing other people harm. In turn, that was causing me harm, which I did not know at the time, but I know now. So back to sexualization, something that a lot of black girls have experienced, I know because I hear about it often. If you ever dealt with uniforms, in elementary school and middle school and high school we sometimes are pointed out for violating uniform dress code even if we aren't violating uniform dress code one or two even if everybody else violates uniform dress code two for example in middle school we had uniforms this is the standard uniform nothing like cute not like plaid not giving gossip girl anything like that because that can kind of that can kind of give but we had the standard navy blue bottoms or khaki bottoms white collared t-shirt uniform so you know the girls would try to spice it up i would try to spice it up we get a little navy blue skirt something cute i had my little skirt on they had to be fingertip length of course it was fingertip length so i wear it to school with my tie might i add i had a little emo face so i used to wear a tie with my collared shirt i really thought i was giving one of my teachers stops me in the hallway and she's like you're not in dress code and i'm like yes i am me and rebecca have on the same outfit today it's easy to wear the same outfit when you have like three outfits that you can wear to school because it's uniform right so i'm like yes i am and she's like no you're not your skirt is much too short my skirt was at my fingertips so i wasn't quite understanding how it was much too short but she was insistent that my skirt was too short now in retrospect what i can understand is that i was more developed especially in the bottom half of my body than a lot of the white girls that I was around in middle school. I was one of maybe 10 black girls in my grade. The beauty standard was very much white, thin. So she made me go to the office, wrote me up a referral, and was given loner pants that I had to wear. And I know that that's a very common story, but that made me feel shameful of my body because I didn't understand why I couldn't wear this thing that my classmate definitely also had on but they could wear it another example of being sexualized from a young age being called fast is definitely an in-group thing that is amongst black people coming from black people to other black people many of us have been called fast for very standard like non-special things that we've done wearing shorts when it's hot or wearing a bathing suit to the beach i was called fast for both of those things which again brings on this feeling of shame and guilt and also discomfort within my own body that echoed the feelings that i already had internally that something was wrong with my body the way that people were reacting to my body existing even though i'm watching the white girls that i grew up with do the exact same stuff wear much shorter shorts than i was able to get away with in my household in the summertime which were also which was also fine and wear two-piece bathing suits to the beach because that's what one does at the beach without it being sexualized it was like just a part of young adolescent girl experience but for me being a young black girl it felt like it was not allowed to be part of my young adolescent girl experience like there was something wrong with me that was preventing me from having what i believed was a standard young adolescent girl experience which made me feel shameful and left out and outcast and just just hurt and started to exacerbate issues that I had with my body 
naturally. And then when it came to being seen as too big in comparison to the white girls that I grew up with, or feeling too big even in comparison to the white girls that I grew up with. The most glaring example of this that I can remember, one of my childhood friend's moms, she was white. She had me get on a scale with my friend there and her there, and I was in fourth grade at this time. And I got on the scale and I looked down and said 103 pounds. And I was like, okay. And she had me get off and then she got on the scale and her weight was like 101. And you know, she was an adult white woman. And she was like, oh my God, see so you're bigger than me. Just letting you know, like you might want to do something about that. You might want to get that under control. You're looking a little big. You're bigger than me. You're only in fourth grade. Mm, I'm having like a physical reaction in my body right now thinking about the trauma that I'm that, that has left me with for years what was the reason just like what was the reason i felt so ashamed so ashamed about weighing more than my friend's mom in fourth grade at 103 pounds but she made me feel so shamed about weighing more than her in fourth grade and it just was not a good fun experience and i know this this one i'm sure other other people probably didn't have this experience this is very unusual experience to have had but it definitely aided to what was already being presented to me as me being too big especially in comparison to the people I was around who happened to be white girls and white women at that time. Another example gymnastics class in fourth and fifth grade I enrolled in gymnastics class and I loved gymnastics so much I still joke to this day this is not true this is a joke that I have a gymnast body type because I'm 5'2". That's it. That's the extent of it. I'm just short. And I'm not even short enough to be a gymnast for real, but not not like a renowned one. They'd be like 4'11". But I'm always joking. I'm like, oh, I should have stayed with gymnastics. Should have stayed with gymnastics. I could be a gymnast. I couldn't, but you know, whatever. But I quit gymnastics in, in fifth grade after fifth grade because I felt like I was too big to do it. I felt like I was the only girl. We had to wear leotards. For those of you who don't know what a leotard is, it essentially is a, it looks like a one-piece bathing suit that gymnasts wear. So, you know, your thighs are out, your butt's out, and that type of stuff. So I would look around my mostly white class. I was the only girl that I could see that had cellulite on my thighs and on my butt at this time. And this was fifth grade. And it just made me so uncomfortable, deeply uncomfortable. I just felt too big. I was so insecure in my body in fourth and fifth grade while everybody else is just being a girl and flipping and having fun and not really thinking about existing in your body yet i was so hyper aware of my body because it had been a focal point for other people for myself for as long as i could remember and so i quit something i really loved something that was healthy, something that was an outlet, something that felt good to me. I stopped doing it because I didn't think my body was good enough to be seen the way that it was being seen. But it doesn't stop at the neck down body. It seems like being too big was something to avoid literally from the tip top of my head to the bottom of my feet. I remember a classmate in third grade telling me that she felt like it was time for me to start pinching my nose to make it smaller because it was getting too big. And now, again, with my 28-year-old mind, it is clear that that is anti-black. Just plain and simple, that is anti-black. But then it felt like another 
everything about me was too big. Like, oh, oh God, okay. My nose is too big, now I need to do something about that too. But it didn't stop there. My hair was too big. Uh, a lot of black girls, I know, not me in particular, but a lot of black girls I know dealt with being told that their lips were too big. It's almost as if society tells us that in order to fit into what a woman should be, you need to be as small as possible from head to toe. Your hair needs to be as small as possible. Your nose needs to be as small as possible. Your waist needs to be as small as possible. Your body, your thighs, your hips, your butt. At that time in particular, especially, it's like everything needed to be as small as possible and now as an adult i have become more comfortable with my body for sure have become more comfortable with my body have become extremely comfortable with my face like i actually don't experience discomfort about my face like that anymore but there's still that lingering make yourself smaller make yourself smaller that i've consistently felt my entire life and now this is twofold for the past more than 10 years for the past 15 years or so the body type that historically has been associated Associated with black women has been on trend and when I say historically associated with black women that's not to say that other people other women do not also and have not also possessed this body type that's to say this body type often takes place on black women's bodies and it has been interesting to watch that body type rise to become trendy from bigger lips to bigger butts bigger hips all of those types of things it's been very interesting to watch that become trendy as a black woman who was ridiculed for having all those things naturally for so long. It feels like being gaslit a little bit, like all this trauma that you experienced. It's like, wait, what are you talking about? Your body's great. What? <laughs> How do we get here? You know, so that, that feels a little bit interesting. And now in 2023, as a lot of the internet is saying we are returning to a thinner body type being more of the beauty standard again. And I wanna caveat by saying thinness is always the beauty standard. Being thin, even when it was more trendy to have hips and butts and all of that stuff, thinness was still the beauty standard, even within that context. But now, thinness is the beauty standard once again, or it seems to be shifting back to the beauty standard once again, minus those hips and butts and, and that type of allotment that allows you to have a little bit more fat on your body overall. And that's scary. As a 28 year old who dealt with this as a child and is scarred from it even now, that's scary to, to hear that we may be returning to a turn time like that. I don't want any black girl, any black woman to feel alone in these body image issues. I feel like we're also taught that black women are supposed to be strong and so this type of stuff is not supposed to affect us, but it simply does because we are human beings. At least for me, it simply does affect me because I am a human being with feelings, sensitive at that. Hence, glass house. There's always gonna be folks that are like, oh, you shouldn't care what other people think. You need to love yourself. I do love myself wholeheartedly. That said, you cannot love yourself out of trauma that you've experienced. You cannot <laughs> love yourself out of trauma. But that's all I had to share with y'all today. If you like this, please let me know. You can tweet me. My Twitter is at Sequoia B. Holmes. I'm at Sequoia B. Holmes across all social media platforms, in fact. So feel free to connect with me. I hope you come back for the next episode. Bye.